It's the Wild Card Podcast. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Island Web Studios in Phoenix, Arizona, alongside Jason Cousineau, Kurt Arnold, and Chance of Lock. Yeah, buddy. Mackie, this is episode 10 of the Wild Card Podcast. Apple Digits. On Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, and more. Today we are talking Eastern and Western Conference Finals across both the NHL and NBA, as well as the Coyotes Arena vote that got struck down, new locations possibly, and maybe a couple other things, question mark? Anyone care to lead us off with the NBA? How about Jimmy Butler last night? Lost son of Michael Jordan. <laughs> you can't see, but he's looking directly at Jason, who, uh, my God, by the way, has no stop. teams in the playoffs. Tobias over me? Hey, I mean, okay. so, so do we. So. Okay. I always wanted Jimmy Butler over Tobias. I never understood why they, they gave Tobias that max a couple years ago. But people got to stop underrating Jimmy Butler in the playoffs. Dude's just going to keep showing he does uh, he does this every year he logs into the year. season and even then. as an eight seed i saw the odds on fanduel like plus 295 money line i mean like that's just that's way too well, high for a they're also giving him a four percent odd not even like that he won it just to put odds that high in the eastern conference finals they, uh, they just took him to seven last year and they're giving him a four percent chance yeah. obviously that's going to generate yep, some one news up. but they played each other three of the last four years in the eastern conference finals so arguably these two teams like you know, unquote, run the East, I guess you could say. Yeah, they've been the, they've been the dogs. And I think uh, Boston keeps struggling at home. They've lost four of their last six home games. I know we were talking about that a couple episodes ago, how mm-hmm. being uh, like at your home stadium, you have to win. Yeah, the consistency. Especially this late now. Yeah. Now, now you're, you're one step away from the finals. It's two steps from winning it all. So speaking Boston's of, been struggling. Speaking of having to win in your home stadium. <laughs> rough game seven. Yikes! It sucked. I was, uh, oh, game I was driving six, home game from Texas. With all due respect, I'm no match. Not even shocked as an NBA fan. I saw the coming <laughs> from a mile away. I mean, I think Embiid was just fine with getting the MVP. He settled for that. I really do because the one time you see him smiling probably in the whole playoffs is after the game, quoting Giannis. You know, just uh, Jason's over there not looking too happy. I'm sorry, I have to bring that. It was up. just so bad. Um, but <laughs> for, <laughs> for the uh, the Celtics Heat series, the thing that I'm most excited to look for. I love Eric Spoelstra. I think he's arguably the best coach in the NBA. He's been with the Heat for 15, LeBron, 15, 14, mm-hmm. 15 years now. Yeah. Over a decade. Yeah. Started in the film room. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. But I'm excited to look at that's the series because of Eric Spolstra and I think he's going to outcoach Missoula regardless you know Celtics could still win the series but Eric Spolstra that guy's got those guys rolling I mean you can literally throw anybody out there heat culture is real I was thinking last night and this might be wild to say but I just had this weird 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 feeling that the the heat could easily just run away with the series like, I don't know why. I, I can see exactly. them just winning in, like, five in a gentleman's sweep. I, I don't know why I think, feel that way. I just, I've never been high on the Celtics this playoffs. I think it started from their first round against Atlanta. They struggled and went to six. Obviously, they had some off games against Philly. But, I mean, good Lord. They gave up 46 points in the third quarter last night, and a timeout was not called the whole time. <laughs> It's that unexperienced coaching from Missoula, too. And we saw it last year. Late in the playoffs, they started falling apart. And then when they hit the Warriors, they seems fell like, apart. Seems like it just ran out of gas. And um, I saw kind of that same feel where they were doing really good to start this year. And then they started dropping. They started losing a lot of games. And now, like you said, they, Atlanta took them to six. Philly took them to seven. Should have been Philly, but whatever. 
but they took them to seven, and now they lose game one of the Eastern Conference Finals at home. I don't know. It might be the inexperienced coaching. It might be some chemistry issues. You know, uh, Jalen Brown can now get a super max and Tatum, so... I think maybe deep down in the locker room, there's kind of that little talk like, who are they going to keep? Because oh, they hear they, the chatter. They can't yeah. keep both. Uh, it'd be a miracle if they could, but it's most likely one or the other. So you see them trying to outduel each other in the playoffs, but I don't know. It's going to be a hazard soon. I think, I think Tatum's the I, obvious question there. I'm, I mean, I'm fearing. No, I like Jalen. I'm right. fearing if Celtics take this series to seven. I don't know if they have enough gas to. I mean, that's six, seven, and seven. Going into the finals, and that's then tough. Whoever they get out of the They're, West is going to take whoever in the East a seven. No matter I'm how competitive on, it'll be, it'll be a, I'm, a dogfight. I'm. I was also amazed last night watching the, the end of that game, and I was texting a buddy of mine who's a Celtics fan, and he was just speechless. And Tatum didn't even score in the fourth quarter. He took four attempts in the second half after dropping fifty-one points in a game seven. He didn't take one field goal in the fourth. Um, I don't know how that happens. Like, I don't even care if he was 0 for 20. You have to shoot way more than four times in the second half. I mean, that's probably the big reason why they lost. Um, no one else seemed to step up. And like Jason said, they hear the chatter. Like, everybody's saying Jalen Brown and the Knicks, the Rockets, whatever, you know. Um, but, you know, however this series ends or next series ends, I, I regardless, I think Jalen Brown's gone. I've, I've always said that since the beginning of the playoffs. But on the other side, Lakers-Nuggets series. What a tough game what a, one. What a wow. game one. I loved how the Lakers finished. and I They really came back. They, I think they figured them out. I could tell after the game, LeBron, you know. The he, way he walked off yeah. that court after it ended, he, he just looks focused. Yeah, and I, I loved what they did with Rui. They put Rui on Jokic, and then AD helped Great over. Vanderbilt so, didn't get many, many shots, I, which I think will change. I uh, believe Rui's today. starting tonight as well. So I think that's, that's, big time. that's the switch up in the lineup. But I like the Lakers. I think the Lakers pulled out tonight. I uh, love I how they finished. Just, I just can't, like, whenever I see this every year, you know, watching basketball in the playoffs, you look at LeBron lose in the playoffs and he has that face where he walks off and you know he's not going to lose that next game. Yeah. And that would know. break, I don't or, know. Uh, last year when they were here and you walked off the court because they were losing so bad in, like, what, game five? I think it was. That like, was, uh, yeah, like two years ago. That was so good. A couple notes I, of history here. On the season, Denver and the Lakers split the season series 2-2, as did the Heat and the Celtics. However, the Celtics— who, Sorry, I was going to ask. Who was on the Lakers, like— when they played, because it could have been a much different team. It, no, I'm pretty sure they were healthy all the games. No, I mean, they had a whole different No, but, like, they had Pat Bev, Matt Ryan, and all those other players. And <laughs> um, probably was half and half. I will say, though, that Boston, the second history knows that Boston's in the same hole, um, the same 0-1 hole they were in last year against the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals, and then mm-hmm. they ended up coming back and beating the Heat. So you never know. They could play better in Game 2. It could have just been, like, jitters, you know, from getting over Philly, who... It's I will, an emotional win for them. Yeah, I'm not yeah. afraid to admit it. Was a big win, Philly was especially the for team Tatum. To beat out of the East. Like, I, th- I think Philly could have been the team to beat in the East. And I think they were just kind of coming down off that high of, holy crap, we just beat a team that should have beat us. And now they got Miami, who they probably underestimated a little bit too, because I definitely think everybody's been underestimating this Miami team. They can't. It's heat culture. <clears throat> I mean, Kyle Lowry said it after the game on the TNT, and he was like, he's like, we don't care what you guys say. We don't, in quote, he said, I don't give a damn what you guys say. And he, it's right. Like that group is so closely together, and they even, don't even have Tyler Hero, arguably the That's second what I'm best saying. player. Yeah, they have that. But yeah. what uh, two years ago, or when they lost to the Lakers in 2020. They had that the same exact team that's you, out right now you know, is I'm, out there. Just Tyler Hero. 
I'm getting vibes from that team. Kevin Love, that's it. Like, they kept that same team. They kept that same group and still built that chemistry. And that's what that's the difference between this eight seed. Like, this is an eight seed nobody's, nobody's there, seen. I think I said this in the last podcast. Like, they're not your normal eight seed. They're all, they could have been a top four seed, you know, if they're healthy the whole season. Getting vibes from the bubble team because that bubble team, I mean, no one missed in the bubble, but, like, guys like Struess and Duncan Robinson. I don't think Struess was on that bubble team, but – you know, just guys hitting shots after mm-hmm. shot after shot. I mean, they shot 60% last night at some point midway through the third. But, yeah, it'll be fascinating to see how they keep it going because if Boston goes down 0-2, I have a hard time seeing them come back, especially with the momentum going back to Going the back to Miami, it's yeah. almost out. It's just almost out of question. Yeah, but, you know, it'll be fascinating to see, though. Uh, if I may throw this out there, we talked last week about, and we played Game of the Week for the first time, and I don't really know if we're going to count it. Probably not. The Suns game. Forget about that. Yeah, we're going to pretend like it didn't happen. <laughs> Suns and the Nuggets. It didn't happen. It shouldn't have happened. The Suns let them score 44 in the first pe- uh, first quarter. I'm said first period. My bad muscle memory. The Suns let them score 44 in the first quarter after taking off KD. Uh, they went down 12. They let up 12 points, and it was just horrific to watch. To and they create really another meme of campaign with the dagger yeah big three to cut the lead to 42 or whatever it was last <laughs> this year. game Jeez. feels like uh, years ago like it was only a week ago that's yeah. that's insane in the first half denver outscored the suns but in the second half the suns outscored denver in both quarters there we go there's some positive momentum to however that first half just did not do them well getting outscored by 12 in the second quarter and then getting outscored by also 17-0 run no timeout called in that period mm-hmm. um, yeah Bye bye, Monty. Don't got to worry about that anymore because Monty Williams is gone. Um, I was. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you want to talk about that game a little, I was. I mean, it was twenty six twenty five Suns midway through the, the first quarter, and yeah, there was I was like, hope. I was watching, and I was like, oh, I like the energy. Like you know, if they can keep this up, campaign was rolling early. Landau gave good minutes early. And boom, they go on a 17-0 run, and by then the game's over, you know. And I, I kept on telling myself it's either they lose by 50 like last year <laughs> or they, you know, at least try. And I had major PTSD because they're down a, the same amount of points they were the year before. They were just looked lifeless, and they came out, went on a little stretch, 6-0 run or whatever. But, I mean, obviously it's not enough, but very disappointing. <laughs> I, I just think it's funny because I was, I was watching it, and I had a buddy come over and – when I texted him to come over, the Suns were winning, and he got over. And I just looked at him. I said, so they just pulled KD, and the Nuggets just put 12 points up almost unanswered, and now they're in the lead. And then it was – I mean, it was just a rapid downhill decline from there. It didn't get any better for them. So Monty Williams is gone, however, which I'm assuming – It was expected, but I'm I'm shocked about how it happened a day later. A lot of non-Suns fans don't understand why, but – they just have to watch Suns games to understand why. It's yeah, if you can't we, call, we call those people casual. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was yes, the worst yes. game. <laughs> that he was, was that just, was oh. that angled towards somebody? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but be a little little bit of heat. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Monty being gone. I thought it was a little soon, honestly. But yeah. it just shows again. No, you like, didn't. Don't lie. <laughs> I thought it was. Go back finals. two episodes ago. He's I thought they would wait till after the playoffs in there. Yeah, I think Monty getting fired was you know. Well, it's funny because Justified. I asked, I said, what are we talking about in the next episode? Or I said, Monty, coach replacements. And then the next day he was fired. I know. Cause like, I, it, it I, just happened. I thought they were going to, like, you know, wait, give some time, you know, just to let the guys, you know. Ishbia don't fuck around. I don't think Ishbia's playing, though. No. He's mm-hmm. definitely not, not playing. And, I mean, Woj said it. He said that Ishbia's taking complete control of basketball operations. Yeah. 
which is a little alarming, but it's not surprising. And I will say after having a weekend, you know, just sit on everything. It's a guy that you have to treat it like a guy just bought a new company. He wants to do what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. You got to respect that. He did drop $4 billion on two, the two franchises. So he has the right to do, you know, whatever he wants. But it's crazy how quick he did it, though, I will say. Mm-hmm. He got KD the first day he got here. He fired Monty the first day of the regular season. The season was over. He's but worth $6.3 billion. I think he's playing 2K. Forward, he's love playing it. my GM right I love it. Now, the coaches that I, I kind of like that I wouldn't mind would be Nick Nurse, Ty Lue, Kevin Young, one of the assistants. He did, went 5-2 and two last year when Monty was out with COVID. There's a couple other assistants that they're looking at. But I'm glad they're like not just rushing to a guy. like, right yeah, like Oh, like we want Budenhoser. Oh, yeah. we want Doc Rivers. Because like, they said they're not heavily pursuing Nurse. Or I don't want Doc but, Rivers. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't want him. No, play. I can't do... Keep him away. With him now back to Phoenix. <laughs> you don't got to worry. Even more casuals Philly for years. are saying we want Nash when they literally don't understand why he left Brooklyn, which was because of Kevin Durant. So there's no way he's coming Gotta here. Come here yeah. The good news is is Katie and Booker are getting a lot of say in this, and that's the best that's, part. Yep. So they're going to get the guy they want. I assume Paul now, too, that he's staying. Yeah, so it looks is, like Chris yeah. Paul. Um, yeah, I was going to say, after having a weekend to like, sit on everything, I think uh, I think DeAndre stays now that Monty's gone. I think it starts from the top at Monty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I honestly didn't know how much of an issue Monty and Aiden were till allegedly ago. what I read. I don't know yeah. if it's true or not, but allegedly Monty wanted Miles Turner from the jump and never Ooh. wanted Aiden last summer, and it started a whole thing after the game seven, wow. you know, and all that. I don't know if that's true, but alleged, you know, it allegedly. could be alleged. They were pursuing. Uh, Do not quote us. They were pursuing <laughs> him, but personally, I would love Ty Lue. I think he's out coached Monty in the I two agree. playoffs, even though the Suns beat them this both the series, but. He's in contract talks with an extension with the Clippers. That's going to be interesting to see how it goes. Nick Nurse, I wouldn't mind just because he's been around the block and, you know, he's a respected guy. I love the offense he plays with. But, you know, I trust that this will be a long process. I don't think this will be rushed whatsoever. What do you guys think? They might be looking at a young guy. Maybe they don't want to go. Maybe, yeah, they want to find someone who can build a name for himself instead of maybe a Nurse or a Ty Lue type of guy. But I don't know. I, you know, I... Uh, the only assistant they interviewed that I knew was Kevin Young. I didn't know the other, what, two, three names they were doing, but I don't know. You know, I think Ishbia hopefully knows what he's, I mean, he seems like he knows what he's and doing so far. The other thing is, too, on Monty's, they're eating three years, 21 million on Monty's contract. Yeah, they though, really wanted like, him gone, yeah. They, was, they, they're they fine with eating that, and they're fine with dropping money on a new guy. I feel like eating um, contracts is an Arizona sports legacy. It definitely is, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Patrick Kane with the Coyotes and Madison Bumgarner. But Ma- and, Madison Bumgarner uh, was with the D-back absolutely needed. That was 100%. Uh, no, I think Ishbia should really take a look at Ty Luke if um, you know he doesn't re-sign with the Clippers because, yeah. I mean, he's uh, he's been able to change the culture back for the Clippers. They've just had unlucky uh, injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul George wasn't even... Paul George wasn't able to even play in the playoffs. Kawhi got hurt. He's um, been dealt some tough cards. He's been dealt some tough years. cards each playoffs, um, and, and it happened last hey, year as well. Um, but the way they fought against us uh, the first series in the playoffs, I mean, he always gives that heart. He never uh, – you'll never see him, like, quit. Like, he'll never see, like, the Clippers if they were down 20. They weren't quitting like the Suns were down 20 in Game 7. But there was more of a fight probably um, in 21 – Definitely. Oh, mm-hmm. for sure. That, yeah, that, that Clippers was, team was, was I, I gained respect, a lot of respect uh, for that franchise. So I, I really do like Ty Lue. So if he is on the board, I do say we take a long look at him, see if we mm-hmm. could. But um, I don't mind Kevin Young. Um, he already knows the team. Team knows him. 
Um, if he can gain that respect between all the uh, all the new players now that he'd be a head coach, it could be great. Keep the culture in there. Um, but I also like Budenholzer. Maybe uh, he'd be my third guy, and I think Nick Nurse as well. Those are my top three. But I say Ty Lu or keep it keep it in the. And, and I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even mind Kevin Young really because mm-hmm. I, I was reading something the other day and it was saying how the, the last three coaches the Celtics have hired have been first year coaches, um, and I mean they panned out pretty well so far at least. I mean Brad Stevens is the GM mm-hmm. working in the front office for them now, but he was you know like, amazing had yeah. playoff teams every season. Um, Ime Doka first year went to the finals. Um, he's in Houston now. And Unfortunately, and Missoula took over this year and they're on the verge of going to the finals again. So. Um, you know, you don't have to sign the big name guy. Mm-hmm. That's what a lot that's of people want to do. That's why I'm okay with. So that's I'm fine with. The, I would really like taking a chance. Though. Yeah, and I would like. I mean, yeah, I would like any of them. I mm-hmm. think any of them would fit perfectly. But it'll be. But Doc Rivers, we no got to stay yeah, away. I'm, I think Ishbia knows he's going to stay away. Isn't it crazy to think that the whole reason Ishbia became the owner of the Suns is because of everything that broke with the old owner? It's like they changed. They turned the tide so fast. When He's it got done an amazing issue, job. He did Great everything job. he could to get them on track to where they are now, mm-hmm. and it feels like they've moved forward. The only thing that concerns me is the hyperactive, like, now, go, 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 At go. At some point, it's going to have to stop. Yeah, and yeah. I've read some things, and people have been concerned about that. But for right now, you know, you just got to trust because he just took over the well, yeah, team he's probably, he's definitely two or three excited. months ago. Yeah. So. At, I would just like to point out, um, when we talked about it, though, I think it was actually literally our first episode, I questioned the – not validity of the trade, but I questioned the seriousness for the now and what happens if it doesn't happen. And I think the, talk, the conversation, if I remember correctly, we had was nobody's thinking like that. Nobody's like, oh, we're just going to just say, you know, you know, we're not going to think about if it doesn't happen. We're just going to plan on it happening. Like, what if you give away everything you gave? I understand, obviously, Jay Crowder didn't want to be here. That's different. But you give away all the future you gave away for KD and it didn't pan out for you. So now it becomes yeah. now what do you do to keep it? Cause you can't just rely on KD, Paul, yeah, and Bush sure. to be healthy. Um, and DA. I think I, I was, I've been just so like observant the last couple of days about the situation of what, you know, what's going to happen in the next couple of months. And I think, um, I was listening to 987 that Kellen Olson on and he was saying how, um, you know, it's Book and KD's team. So, mm-hmm. like, they're going to get a very big say in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say, and he, Kellen Olson mentioned this, he said, if they don't make the finals next year, then, you know, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, this year they only played 18 games together. Um, you know, you fire a coach. Um, you have a whole offseason. You only have four players under contract right now. Um, so I guarantee like a good amount of guys will definitely come back. I think a Kogi comes back. I think Jock comes back. I think, you know, TJ comes potentially back. You know, he's a, he's played out here. He'll probably likes it out here. Um, but I don't know. I don't, I think if the Suns don't make the finals next year, it's a failure. I really do. Mm-hmm. You get a whole season with these guys together. You're going to add some depth and, you know, you have a trade deadline next year. You, uh, um, you know, yeah, KD was the, you know, kind of, we're trying to get a ring in the next three years type of deal. Cause it's getting up. Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson, that was more of a future, you know, superstar. Well, I mean, Mikhail Bridges is already basically turning into one. That was more of, you know, the trading away future success rather than getting, you know, KD mm-hmm. now. So we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, I agree. I I think we definitely should probably try our best to make the finals and hopefully win it next year. Otherwise, I don't know how long KD is going to last. I what, do want to touch on one other thing on that note. Chris Paul's 38. Indeed he is. Well, I think so he is. the older he gets... 
obviously KD's all, only getting older too. Book is only getting older. His contract's only expiring more. He's only uh, 26. The, but the more you push towards the end of his contract here with the Suns, if you keep doing what you're doing and you're not making the finals, how much is he going to want to stick around? I, I think he's committed to be here the rest of his career. I really do. Um, I think, um, and he's the he's the guy here. Like he's you know he's the walking god here. Like everybody <laughs> knows, like Devin Booker. Like yeah. he, he's the guy. He. Like if you think of Arizona, of he's the face, face of Arizona sports in a sense, like mm-hmm. really, and maybe not KD just because he's just gotten here. But I mean, he's been here since he's been 19 mm-hmm. years yeah, old. Booker, yeah, Booker for sure. He's been the guy. Um, and he's been the guy since he was 19 years old. Yeah, that's been true. Indeed. Um, the, the thing that disappoints me about the Macau Bridges trade is it was very forced. And as more and more comes out, um, James Jones didn't want to do it. But Ishbia ultimately had the complete control because obviously he owns the team. But mm-hmm. There was a push from him to get that KD trade, um, so I don't know. As much as I'm happy we got KD, I mean, I'm a little sad about losing Bridges. But then again, like at the same time, I don't think he would ever be able to have that same amount of offensive output here as he would in Brooklyn. So would I'm you, could you say the for same him. for DeAndre Ayton? So if like let's say DeAndre Ayton were to go to the Pacers or the Raptors, like do you think he breaks out like that and has like a 25 and 12? I don't think so. Season? I don't think so. I think mm-hmm. I. I Aiton is a seven footer who constantly decides to lay up the ball, and he I I don't think he'll. Can you are can we also argue because I've had a lot of conversations as of late that Aiton's play reflects just because he got paid. I've seen I've heard that too. I think yeah. He's I mean, more you see it from other players too. Like is, they get paid and I, they you know. Just, I don't think you know. yeah. I think that's a fair argument because I especially from what we've seen this year, it's been awful from Aiton. So. It's it's embarrassing because he goes to the exit interviews after the game and he's like, oh, I love Phoenix. I'll play hard for mm-hmm. Phoenix. I'll, you know, like I'm mm-hmm. playing hard, you know, whatever. And it's like, I don't know how he says that with a straight face. I don't. And I yeah. I watch it and I laugh and I'm like, dude, he's like, yeah, I let the, you know, social media, you know, I my, my play reflects how they talk about me. And I'm like, I think we just gave him too many chances because I forgot his name, but I think like two, three years ago we hired this coach for eight. It was like our center's coach for eight, and that played back in the eighties, back when you know you could punch a guy in the face and get away with it. So mm-hmm. hopefully we were expecting him to teach eight and some aggressiveness, and that has just not shown because, like I said, it, there's just been so many opportunities where he just needs to slam the fucking ball in the hoop, and he just lays it up. And everything he misses it half the time. Everything changed the minute he didn't get the contract offer from Sarver. Yeah. And the minute that happened... The whole Pacers bullshit, yeah. The minute the talk started, he uh, just suddenly declined. Um, but, you know, we'll see. It'll be an interesting summer. It will be. Uh, one or two more Suns questions, then we'll move on. Um, who on the bench did you see push out in the series that you were happy to see push out 100 john John landell john landell and i'm not even surprised he's a he's a hustler we probably get 4-0'd in that series without john landell (laughs) i think that's pretty obvious he's uh definitely i'm excited to see him play next year i think he'll be back he's restricted free age i don't see hope he's back you know i don't see many teams wanting him that badly i think he fits the culture here he's your prototypical backup big Mm -hmm. um another guy i mean campaign after missing a lot of the season. Uh, he had a good last game, so I don't know. I feel like that's such a big question mark for this one. Yeah. well with the Australians. Um, he has a team option, I believe, or player option, so I could see him probably staying in the last year of his deal. Um, he also happens to be a very good Twitter troller. Just from, and, a, just and a big D-back Twitter. Mm-hmm. Him and Jake McCarthy are They got a great uh, friendship. May 16th, someone replied to him, 
um, after he said, I thought people were saying Jokic wasn't going to do that to the Lakers. Interesting thinking face. And someone replied with another bench player talking like a starter. Oh, Jock. So what did yeah. his Twitter bio become? Just a bench player <laughs> talking like a starter. So Jock seems to be somebody that people like to uh, He's a troll, keep an eye yeah. on, which is good. Um, third and final question I have here. I know obviously I said a couple. Um, what are the odds? And this is completely based on the fact that Tom Ezzo did just sign a five-year extension last year with – Michigan State, but we know Ishbia is a Michigan State guy. He played under Izzo. He won a championship under Izzo. He credits Izzo for some of his practices in business. What are the odds he buys out Izzo's contract at Michigan and brings him to the NBA? <laughs> if he zero. did, would you like it? If think, he didn't, no. zero. And uh, Coach K said it best. I would never coach the NBA because of the players' egos. And I think mm. Izzo's committed, been committed to MSU. I mean, I love MSU. It's one of the best programs. He's committed to kids. Yeah, yeah, they're all about, and you never know the about changing. I don't like Michigan lives. State. I mean, obviously, you have a right for soap. I don't like Michigan State. When we get but, to talk about Dickens, but however, he is sixty-seven years old. Caleb and I think I think he is definitely one of. He's sixty-eight. Sorry, I think he is definitely one of the best college basketball coaches oh, of all time. Absolutely, sure. yeah, absolutely. I, you well, thought I was going to well, say candidates? No, I thought you were going to no. say that no. at seventy years old in that locker room. Are you kidding? He'll me? never leave. He'll never because you have so much more control than a college you locker do. room. And those kids look up. I mean, hell, control. That's Draymond Green. Dad to them. Who's now? Who just got eliminated? But he won. How many titles has he won with the Warriors? Played under him. Well, they've got a. They've got a plethora of alumni. He's very successful. <laughs> Ishbia, who now owns the Suns, played under him, won a championship, is very successful. So clearly, these people that Ishbia, you know, teaches or Izzo teaches, have been someone that if, he can kind of grow. And they don't. They don't seem to stab him in the back very often. They seem like they respect him, and rightfully so. I think it, he's probably one of. The, Isaiah Thomas is a name to look at if you want to look at I saw people that. around him. He works for his mortgage company. The night Ishbia bought the Suns, there was a, like a little leak that said it, Isaiah Thomas is the new GM or whatever. It was obviously false, but um, that's a name to look for. Maybe a front office role or you know some coaching gig or something because they're pretty close yeah. friends. I would um, think, yeah, I mean, there'll definitely be Jones. some Detroit influence in the front office oh, no in doubt. the near future. I guess we'll touch on. The next subject, I'm kind of a little shaky to touch on this, but I think it's important. The Coyotes Arena Propositions 301, 302, and 303 didn't pass. It was left open for public referendum with the city of Tempe, and it was said that they led it to be a referendum because they believed that they would get the yes votes. They ended up losing not only one of the three props, but actually all three props lost on the ballot. And I think it has something to be said about the fact that the city of Tempe, first of all, is always going to be the armpit of Arizona. I think Tempe's that and Mesa. Shout out. If if <laughs> if all goes to plan, it could get better. However, yeah, well, I think Tempe lost out on something really big here and obviously I understand that I'm not a Tempe. None of us are Tempe residents as far as I know. You are? I I live in Tempe. Did you vote? Yes, of course. Are you kidding? Oh, yes. Good man, good man, good man. Um, you can't ask him that. Um, <laughs> one of us is a Tempe resident, the rest of us aren't, but I think it's important to note that we all have to drive through Tempe in order to get where we're going at times. And all this BS about, oh, the 202 is going to be backed up and all this traffic and blah, it's all BS because it doesn't make sense to me that you're so worried about the traffic being bad, but then you say the Coyotes have no fans, it counteracts. Mm -hmm. And the fact that there was a no vote on a proposition to clean up a landfill without any money coming out of taxpayer pockets to do so is BS. However, in four years when it needs to be cleaned up, I really hope Tempe First is the first group of people there with shovels. And when they aren't, I think it's going to show just how ugly the head of the beast can be 
the city of Tempe, this is not something that's hockey related. Obviously, running a sports podcast, it's hard not to focus only on the sports aspect of it. However, it is important to note that this decision, the votes have significantly and will significantly impact prevented the result of the team being forced to move out of Arizona will have an impact on not only the players, but the lives of the players. And this is a decision that should have been made more efficiently, I think is a good sentence. Yeah. I was just going to say, I don't think 35,000 people should determine. I don't think so. A $2 billion stadium and entertainment district being built. I'm, I was late to it. I completely forgot about it, but I'm, I'm pretty disappointed on the way it Definitely. turned out i'm I, I could you could honestly see it coming from a mile away just because of the chatter of i never saw anything about vote yes it was always commercials about vote no yep. and the only things i saw about vote yes were pushes from you know people related to coyotes former players i mean they had biz from uh, tnt nhl that was promoting it at one point um it's very disappointing I'm I'm I don't want to get political but I'm disappointed in how the politics got so mm-hmm. it was more about politics at some point than a, than an arena and a sports franchise. I mean, I think there's a great chance that the arena stays here, they find another place to build the arena, but it's it's it'll take a while. It stings for a lot of people in the organization and people around, you know, the youth hockey leagues around here. It's a big mm-hmm. system. I was just reading last night I had no idea how big it really was. I mean, Austin Matthews came through. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. playing through here as a kid um but nhl is not happy the owners aren't you know they probably have mixed feelings at, mm-hmm. but it's very disappointing i think what's important to note is that sure gary bettman has given the coyotes a very long leash in terms of when he's pulling the plug on the experiment here however i think it's also important to note that the community built here around hockey is one of the strongest i'm willing to argue in the entire nhl it's very underrated the katinas sure to the Junior Coyotes programs, to everything the Coyotes do for the community, I think is important because the Coyotes commit so much to the community that they were looking for help back to them and it didn't come. Um, If they don't move, I'm excited to see where they do go. However, it's probably going to end up being the same thing. Will they send it to another public vote? And we're just going to be stuck in the same boat. And it's not going to end well. I don't think this ends well for them if they rely on the public again. But... Just yeah. people not doing enough research before. Going. I yeah, yep, that's and all. yep, it's it just founding a uh, entire anti push on lies on and nothing. deceit. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yep. it, say what you want. It's all about you know people don't understand why the, the city of Glendale and the Coyotes disagree. They also don't understand you know what's going on with the taxpayer money because they. But you know, whatever. It's it's, it's unfortunate. If it's, they want their landfill, they got their landfill. I mean, it's yeah. it's, it's honestly ridiculous. Like <laughs> I won't go on a rant or anything, but I mean, I'm not even a Coyotes fan, but obviously I live here and like I want sports around here to be good because it brings people together. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, it, like you even said, Chance, you you had talked to a guy who said that they voted no simply because they didn't go to games. Yep, yep. Which or just voted no because they like, thought taxpayer dollars were yeah, going to like it. that. Yep. Just makes no sense. Um, it's like it's such a wasted opportunity. It is for sure. It definitely, five, five thousand jobs or something like if that. If they're not going to yeah. stay here, I mean, I hope they stay here. But if they're not going to stay here, I want them to go to Atlanta. And I'll just Canada. I'll throw they're not going to go Eastern. Canada. They I'll will not go I, I'm, Eastern. I'm just throwing out a little prediction. I would. I wouldn't mind Atlanta. I think it'd be kind of cool to bring the Thrashers back. You know, something like that. But I mean, they still got three years left in this contract with the new stadium. 
I mean, not the new stadium, but Mold Arena. Um, uh, Patrick Mahomes posted something. No, don't even get me started. Right. Do not get me started. So you got a lot of backlash for that. Do not get me started with that. He was saying to bring a team to Kansas City. So. The dead market over there. Um, yeah. What I love more than anything is uh, PHNX. I believe she's the social media admin. Replied to the tweet said, yeah. "Why don't you focus more on keeping your brother out of jail?" Dude, that was than crazy. what a hockey. That's player. crazy. That is nuts. I, th- yeah. I think when he uh, got his new contract, he bought uh, bought part of the Royals. Yeah, he owns a part of yeah, the Royals. So, yeah, so I mean, shit. Well, we all know how I feel about the Royals. You're gonna have that so. dude be the kingpin of Kansas City. Yeah, I don't know. There's it, a drive. It already is. Because <laughs> the Ro- they're moving, yeah, the Royals are trying run. to move more towards the city. Though I heard the Royals they're trying to get a new park, which is dumb because their park is already. I mean, it's a very nice. Definitely park, one of the say. nicest, and I will give them that. Unfortunately, I have to give them that. That's just. I, I mean, top fifteen nicest. Patrick probably. Mahomes just as a human, L bad human. Don't, I don't like know him. about that. Can't stand him. Oh, you're a Bears fan. That's what it is. I don't know about that. Look, that's a harsh. We're thing. sorry Look, you drafted me. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. You're I know. Really I don't want to talk football. <laughs> we have like a couple weeks until we can start thinking about talking football and I'm excited for that. But Rookie camps. Right now, we need to start talking about the Eastern and Western Conference Finals in the NHL. Carolina and Florida in the East and yeah. The NHL and in the West, it is Dallas and Vegas. I think Vegas walks Dallas without any shadow of a doubt. Get out of here. I don't see that happening very much. You're full of shit. Where's my I think Vegas. Where's my Kraken? They went to seven with Dallas and lost game seven in Dallas after scoring a, a game short game lead shortening goal with hey, like less than a minute left. You know, the best shocked. way to go deep in the NHL playoffs is to be a first year expansion team. I will say that. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> well, apparently we missed some pretty easy there, right? when you do hopefully, that. Hopefully hopefully you're relocating. Didn't the, the Vegas went to the finals, right? Didn't they? On their first year? Or no? Uh yeah they yeah, did. We, yep. We beat them. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dante Smith Pelly. Oh V's only it. cup, baby. How about it? No, but I think I think in the East it's been said by me for how long that it's been Carolina that's been my favorite. That was a week before your twenty first birthday. So Thank you very much. You did say Hurricanes. I know. I'm aware because I knew what I was talking. about. And I about. said Stars. Run through so the Devils, right? You did say Stars. I did say Dallas. And all you've talked about is how much Dallas's goaltending has been helping them. And I think Game Evans Seven shows such it. A, a man, man. Game uh, Seven he's, shows he's become it. one of my favorite it's, goalies in the league. It's a stud, no doubt. Absolutely. I just love watching him. He's a wall. Fun fact: He was pulled twice in the Seattle series. By the way, in case anyone that's fine. After it's happening all over. I mean, look, game six, look at the Oilers. They pulled a goalie every game. It's all about that home atmosphere too in the NHL. I mean, those stadiums oh, yeah. get so loud. Apparently, except for Toronto in the second round. Apparently, that's, yeah, that was that's non-existent. Toronto has no help in the second round. <laughs> which collapsed on themselves, like fan wise. It's I, like I don't know much about Pavelski's been playing, hockey, but. Oh, gotta love Joe Pat. He's he's been playing pretty I like pretty great. E Hurricanes in five. In five, I think they absolutely annihilate the Panthers. I'm so oh the Panthers. I think I mean the Hurricanes have I, been I know, about business. I know the Panthers are hot, but I think they absolutely annihilate. Panthers have gone to a lot of. Well, I mean they they uh, beat it's the. Too, it's too complete. The Leafs in five. Uh, it's two complete opposite style plays. I mean, one's a running gun and one's a slow it down and grit and grind kind of thing with the Panthers. I. When watching them, but I think that the Hurricanes are Hurricanes. The right. Hurricanes have been really locked in. I really think their eyes have been on Boston the whole time since the playoffs started, and Boston's been out. So that just shifts their eyes. They know they're the best team in the East. 
if and I'm showed. not wrong, I believe Carolina's only lost one game at home, and that was in the first round against the Isles. You're looking like the Nuggets out here. It's, you're telling me. Carolina's definitely got one of the most hostile playoff environments, I will admit. They're a very, very vicious hockey fan. Mm-hmm. Another what non are they in? I know, North. I don't, I don't know how. No, Another no. non-traditional market, eh? <laughs> we could talk non-traditional markets all day. Um, Vegas say, and Dallas is going to be probably the best. Well, that's probably going to be seven. Do, every team that's in the playoffs still is a warm weather city. So. Non-traditional market. I think that's going to be another another seven. That's going to be a, probably the, one of the most physical series you'll ever watch. It's a bubble rematch, too, from 2020. Dallas won. Mm-hmm. Went to the final. Um, Lost to Tampa Bay, who got eliminated mm-hmm. in the first round by Toronto. Well, they also, you know, coming to a close. But um, I like, too, I don't know. Ike. I lean the Knights just because I think they are they have a little more offense to them. Mm-hmm. But, shoot, I don't know. I think it goes seven. I really do. I think... Or, these, these playoffs have been tough though. Like this, the last this last series, like the semifinal round, like mm. it was not you know the greatest hockey. There was a lot of blowouts. There was. Um. So I don't know. I think Dallas and uh, Dallas and the Knights go seven. The only issue I see with the Golden Knights series is that their goaltending is up in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, is it going to be quick or Thompson? It's not going to be either. Hill. It's going to be Aiden Hill. It was Laurent Brassois for the first couple of rounds. Um, then I believe he got injured or blown out. One of the, I think he, I think it was an injury. Um, they started Aiden Hill. Aiden Hill, by the way, former Arizona Coyote. In case anyone was wondering, um, I think they have quick scratched. I think he's scratched, which makes no sense because you don't bring in a veteran goaltender and then scratch him in the playoffs, mm-hmm. especially when he started hot. I think I'm. I, I unfortunately also think I have to give to Vegas. I just think that they're just a better team. I think offensively they're much better than Dallas is. Um, I think goaltending wise, Aiden Hill knows how to play when he needs to. Even even if he doesn't, I think their defensive core is probably one of the best in the league. They have some of the best leaders on that that team. Um, and not in the East, I can't for I can't stray away from my Canes, dude. I gotta I gotta stay. I think this is their year. I think this is the year they finally win that ring they've been chasing since it's, 08. It's there for the taking. It really yeah. is. But if they play the Knights, ooh, I don't mm, know. That's we'll, dangerous. We'll talk about that when that time comes. But, yeah, I think the Hurricanes steamroll them. I'm not sold on – I don't have a pick for the West, but I do think it'll go seven. I think it's going to be super physical, which I love. It's going to get more people to watch hockey, especially this late playoff hockey. Yeah, there's nothing better than it. Um going to be up to goaltending i really do think that series will be up to goaltender uh play i think ottinger can uh he's gonna have man what a what a shot for him mm-hmm. he can take them to the 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 stanley cup finals off this off a great performance but you guys uh so it is pretty obvious uh the nice to have better offense you know top scores in one of the top teams Got Ike playing hard right now, and a lot of momentum. You know they just beat the Oilers, who everybody you know who I thought was gonna win. I thought, and then Drysaddle disappeared. Um, Goaltending in that series for the Oilers also horrendous. You know that Mm. I think that the coach potentially could get fired, but um, if Jay Woodcroft doesn't get fired, I'd be surprised. I say goes with that much talent. Jack Campbell should have been starting after he got uh, put in in game one. I think. Jack Campbell, by the way, used to be a Leaf. 
and he was good with the Leafs. <laughs> he was very good with they the just, Leafs. It's goaltending every year with them. On the Always. last three playoff runs, it's goaltending. They got embarrassed in the West Grounds Finals last year. Uh, I'd like to see Dallas come out of it. I really would. I think that's who I'm gonna. I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna stick with my team. That's bold. I'm gonna be I stick with through the whole way. Bold. Dallas. It and goes seven. It goes seven. Dallas definitely and Hurricanes, and then we'll see. God, Dallas and Carolina would blow up the hockey world if that was the the case at the mm-hmm. Stanley Cup final. Sheesh. The Canes, Canes would win that. Yeah, but it would go. I mean, it would be Canes and six. Ridiculous. Just freaking crazy. Um. <laughs> That's my matchup. Oh man, it just seems so far fetched that it would that it's just this is what we've come down to. I can't believe that. And frankly, you're right. I think it shows that this is going to be one of the those series that proves which team is ready and is prepped to be Want here. Some more. And Vegas rebuilt. They lost out against you guys in 2018 and the Caps. 2019, they kind of dilly dallied a little bit. 2020, they did a little bit, and the bubble came up, and they were good in the bubble. Vegas has not played around in a while, and they're not going to do it now. Um, it's going to be fun to watch. It's, it's going to be a great series. The weather tomorrow in Vegas, by the way, um, for playoff hockey, 98 Friday and 96 on Sunday. So clearly this is something that makes total sense for there to be hockey in 100-degree weather. <laughs> yeah, we had playoff hockey out here recently. <laughs> uh, do you count the bubble? <laughs> No, I don't count because that was in Canada. Nope, we, used to take, we used to take the Kings, man. Oh, 2012 oh. felt like so long ago now. It was 11 years of my life that I will never see again. By the way, can I just say, okay, the monster rearing its ugly head, 2012, uh, there was a Let's Go Coyotes banner at Sky Harbor. And not, now they're like, we're glad they didn't get the arena built. So which is it? Are you Coyotes fans? Are you not Coyotes fans? Fairweather fans, really. Yeah, when they were winning, they loved them. And it's even worse now. I mean, like, the state has grown, like, 10 times the size since 2012, so I can't even imagine. Uh, it, that's honestly a lot. Now I'm thinking about it, a lot of the influences because a lot of out-of-staters, like, they don't, you know, have any knowledge or, you know, just don't care. So it does have some influence on yeah. the votes. And they said they want to worry about traffic, but, yeah, the, most of traffic here is because of People from out of state, you know, it is what <laughs> it is. Though. It's just a lot of lot of stupidity flying around. I and mean, I had traffic on the way here at one forty. So, yeah, there's crazy. traffic in the morning. I don't think the Coyotes are playing right now. No, or, I don't no, think they, they play don't. at ten a.m. No, nighttime, nighttime, sun's down. You so, know, and I'm pretty sure the traffic in the downtown Phoenix they have no problem with when both the Suns and Diamond. Oh yeah, oh they they schedule plenty of D backs games right at six forty when the Suns are playing at seven. But no, the Coyotes are an issue. So. The traffic in Tempe is gonna be horrible. <laughs> those are people most of the people didn't even live in Tempe, which I love. They get their stinky landfill though, so it's all good. Like I live in Tempe or I work in Tempe. Yeah, like, I don't want to deal with the traffic. Are you at work at seven o'clock at night? You need a new job if that's the case. Because you should not be people just it just baffles me. I can't even put words together as soon as i saw it come across as and no i was upset but that's another another tale for another learn. day hopefully by the next time we record there's a little bit more on the table um we will at least be through the first four games of the eastern conference finals in the nhl i believe almost the entirety of the what uh, eastern and western conference finals in the nba yes they will both be through their first four as well so we will be talking more eastern conference and western conference finals in both leagues next week however 
That is all we have time for this week. Thank you very much for listening to the Wildcard Podcast. For Chancel Blanc, Kurt Arnold, Jason Cousino, Preston Grace, who's not here. My name is James Mackey. We thank you again for listening on Spotify, Apple, and Amazon. And we'll catch you in the next one. Until then, go Hurricanes. Yeah, go buddy. Go D-back. You've been listening to the Wildcard Podcast. Download and subscribe today on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. 